Welcome to the Dirty Dish. I'm your host, professional intellectual homosexual Lucas Brooks. This is a brand new video podcast where we talk about all the naughty things that happened in the news, or nah, whatever feels appropriate. I have a fantastic, exquisite panel of Boston's best burlesque and comedy personalities. Thank you all for being here. This is a fantastic panel and i can tell we're all gonna have a great time um i just want to go around introduce everyone see what you're all doing um to my right on the screen at least we have the fantastic and flatulent dewey decimator yeah hello hello we have the hysterical noye brown west hello hi (laughs) on the diagonal like you know the queen no the 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 bishop on the chessboard, fond of feeling. What up, <laughs> You guys are super champs for taking this on the first t- go around. Thank you for doing this shenanigan. Um, first, I just want to go around, have you introduce yourselves a bit, tell people what you've been doing, either professionally or just to keep yourself bored uh, from being bored in quarantine. <laughs> Uh, and whatever else you want to talk about. Um, let's, let's go with Dewey and then go clockwise. At least it's clockwise for me. So Dewey, you take it away first. Okay, cool. So, uh, for quarantine, I, uh, have gotten really obsessed with Glenn Danzig of the Misfits and of Danzig and not in like a, like, oh, he's a brilliant artist and I need to learn everything about him, but in like a, you are a person with opinions and actions and i've just been like obsessively like looking up pictures of him holding his cats and like and then by extension other people in the misfits universe like doyle wolfgang von frankenstein who's like super buff and also sells a uh, vegan protein powder uh anyways that's how i've been passing the time there's also no cooling in my apartment other than a couple of fans so i'm slowly dying of dehydration and that's probably contributing to my weird glenn danzig just whole of research deep in there that might check out please don't die during this segment please no promises not all but like especially not under my watch because i don't want to feel like responsible for the death of a wonderful human being that's okay the cats are here they'll take care of it the cats will call 911 i'm sure they will yeah i have them trained Fonda, you take it away next. Uh, hi, I'm Fonda Feeling. Um, I make porn, I'm a live streamer, and I'm a sex educator sales associate at Good Vibrations in Harvard Square. So I know a thing or two about sex toys and using them in real life or on camera. The end. <laughs> no, yeah, you're up. All right. I, uh, I'm no, uh, wait, what is it? What are the instructions? I'm sorry. Just say my name and what I've been doing. Tell us who you are, what you do, what's been going on in quarantine, whatever you think is the most interesting things you want to share. Okay. I'm Nui Brown West. I'm a stand-up comic, but now I I pretty much only sit down in front of, oop, are you guys still there? Yeah. Okay. In front of a computer. (laughs) I'm having so many difficulties. I pretty much only sit down in front of a computer to do uh, stand-up comedy now, and you can check that out on my website, I have a schedule. 
noecomedy.com. I was doing a weekly show that I produced where I retold uh, fairy tales with other comics. And it was, it was um, like an improv type thing. I'd write the scenes ahead of time and then we'd improv them. That was fun. I'm going to animate those soon so people can see those. And Ooh. yeah, that's my new project to keep busy. Um, I'm in New York now and people are doing outdoor comedy again, but have yet to book me. I'm still getting booked on only virtual. I know. I'm very sad. I'm like, I'm still here. I stayed. I didn't run away. So I'm sure I know plenty <laughs> of people in New York who might be watching this who know how to book a no yay. Yay. I am here. Also, I know you told us before we started recording, but tell us about your background. Your like oh. your virtual background. Oh yeah. So my virtual background is uh MC Hammer from the Bumps in the Rumps video. Or it's like pumps in the rumps actually. And that's his so pump, I pump, was maybe <laughs> I was maybe eight years old when he made the switch from a very wholesome Jesus-y rap to this. And I loved it. I didn't know what was going on with me yet. I was I I turned out to be bisexual. So this was the perfect music video for me. It was just penises and just nice big feminine butts everywhere. And uh, look at how greasy everybody is. Can you just- So greasy. Oh, MC Hammer, thank you so much. I feel like the body greasiness, I don't know if it ever went away, but I feel like it's making a comeback. Like, you know, I see the boys on the chatterbaits doing the uh, thing. I'm just like, I don't want to touch you when you are so oily. (laughs) That's just me. I project myself into a lot of situations that I have not been invited to. Um, But that's what (laughs) fantasies are for, I guess. Um, But yeah, thank you for that lovely history lesson. Um, I realized I didn't actually say what I do. I just talked about my obsession. (laughs) So can I say like what I am as a human being? (laughs) I I hope you will. Okay, sorry. So unless, are you, you, is there one more? Okay, cool. I'm done, yes. (laughs) Uh, I I do burlesque sometimes and I'm a librarian and I do uh, I like to make PowerPoint presentations and give them for fun so that's the kind of person that I am and I will make one for Glenn Danzig and what and we love it thank you Uh, (laughs) we're gonna have a great time I think right this is pretty cool Uh, and so, oh, I should probably talk about myself just because there might be people tuning in who have never seen the shit that I do before. Um, I, like I said, I'm Lucas Brooks, also known as the Intellectual Homosexual. You can visit me at intellectualhomosexual.com. Please do share my shit because I'm desperate for the algorithm to stop bullying me. Um, I am a sex educator, a blogger, a MC about town, uh, town being Boston or whoever will asked me to come there not now obviously because we're not going anywhere um but uh yeah i am i've been wanting to do a podcast for like years and didn't have an idea then i was presented with an idea it's like this is what i'm gonna do so here we are we're gonna talk about some sexy stuff that might be in the news or not whatever's worth talking about it might be a little old it might be really old but we're gonna have a hilarious conversation regardless and eventually I'll have a much more seamless exposure, uh, expository statement, <laughs> experimentation. <laughs> okay, so I pulled up a couple uh, articles that I found uh, scattered around the interwebs about things of a sexual nature. Now, first of all, 
I should have said this at the beginning. This is an 18 plus podcast. If you're under 18, I don't want to exclude you, but you're not supposed to be here. Um, second disclaimer, this is not about kink shaming, no body shaming, no poly shaming. The only shaming we might do is shaming the shamers. You know, it's like a punching up situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, comedy punch up. You don't uh, make fun of the people who are struggling more than you are. Um, it's, it's just a good rule of not being an asshole in the world, and we should all implement that at all times. Um, so I've got some news articles. I'm going to read through some of them, and we'll just talk about them in a little roundtable situation one by one <laughs> and learn some shit. Um, first, my <laughs> I've been sitting on this one for a few weeks, and I was really excited. I have, I've been sitting on this article for a few weeks. It's actually uh, dated May 13th, um, but I'm sure not enough of you have seen this, and you might find it interesting. Uh, headline from pinknews.co.uk. This non-binary dominatrix is virtually humiliating clients on Animal Crossing and accepting bells as payment. Who could ask for anything more? First of all, are any of you Animal Crossing players at all? No. I played the original Animal Crossing on GameCube uh, and have not played anything since then. Okay. have you? Do you at least know what like shit looks like and whatever? Yes. Uh, or any of you? Hey, you got? Can I have an idea? Yes. Cool. Tom Nook is super hot. <laughs> or not? Their own. Your kink is not my kink, <laughs> but um, but there's also a skunk named Kix who could definitely get it. So I understand. He's got like the swoopy bangs in front of one eye and a newsboy cap, and I'm like, that's that's kind of my style. Um. Anyway, so. Denali Winter is a hairdresser and dominatrix based in San Francisco, California, who has been getting creative with the Nintendo Switch game that was released in March and has taken the world by storm during the coronavirus pandemic. Winter told The Guardian that when lockdown went into effect, they knew exactly that their sex work, or they knew that their effect... Winter told The Guardian that when lockdown went into effect, they knew that their sex work, which they've been doing for seven years, would be severely impacted. They said, sex workers are always adapting, and this is just another layer of adaptation. I need to connect with my clients somehow. Winter advertises their services through Twitter, and in the game, they force clients to water the flowers and pay them bells, the Animal Crossing currency. If they disobey, they can be beaten with a butterfly net or locked in a virtual cage. The dominatrix encourages clients to leave appropriate notes on their bulletin board, and or, or and one wrote, Thank you so much for allowing me to serve you, mistress. It's always a fulfilling task to do your chores, and there's nothing I'd like to do more. There's a tweet from Denali Winter uh, to plug their services, and I, it cracks my shit up. It just says, so you want to be my little bell bitch? Great to the point. Here are some rules for those who wish to serve me in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Remember that the best, parts, the best pets have also joined my OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash sadistic stylist hashtag ACNH Dom. I think that's pretty badass. I love creative such as that. Any immediate thoughts or commentary from the peanut gallery? (laughs) I have a thought, but I can also wait to go because it's really. You're the most excited. We can all see it. Please take it away. (laughs) 
Okay, so I don't know what uh, age range Denali uh, fits into if they're, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. But I really hope that somewhere out there, there's like a boomer or older Dom that read this and was like, fucking millennials are killing the doming industry by do- moving it online. And this is just, just another thing. So goodbye, paper napkins. Goodbye. I don't know, friendlies, goodbye, all these things. And now my industry is being personally impacted by these millennials and their online activities. I'm just so happy that you had that entire story arc. It's like brilliant. Like I want to watch that um, web series or Quibi series or I don't know if it would fit on Quibi because it's very anti-Quibi, but I you know, it's a story that I want to witness. That's hysterical. Yeah. Well, I mean, coming from being a sex worker in this environment, a that ingenuity is what, ten out of ten. Fuck it up. Get those bells. Get that money. Are we supposed to swear? Because I'm sorry, I can't not. I already said it's an eighteen plus podcast, and okay. it's really hard to talk about sex without swearing. So, um, please fuck it up. Great. It's also just part of the Boston accent. I can't help it. Um, but okay. I, I fucking amazing 10 out of 10, um, but what Drew said raises a great question is the age of only fans and, um, online sex work in general affecting in-person sex workers and porn workers. So like, ultimately we can expand this to a bigger social question or we can just keep it to animal crossing, whatever we feel like. Personally, I... I've been on the fence about Animal Crossing for the entire pandemic. And this was one of the things where I was like, I should probably start doing Animal Crossing. Like seriously. So I could maybe be a customer. So maybe I could do something like that. So I was a huge Sims player. So Animal Crossing would be something that would interest me. I loved like building the houses. I always had an indoor pool in every Sims house. There might not even be a toilet, but there's an indoor pool. And I don't know, I just feel like I was on the fence already. This convinced me to download it. Uh, I've been playing Mario Kart. I've, I've become a pro at that. I made a Rihanna uh, avatar. It looks just like her. She's very tall, big forehead. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of all of this. I give it two thumbs up. Do we rate the articles? No. I don't know. <laughs> we, we, we can now. Yeah. All right, there you go. My, I'm yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I'm really glad to hear that because like one of my uh, roommates has been watching me every morning as she rolls her spliff uh, while I'm like, you know, planting flowers and chopping down trees and um, and I I was trying to explain it and she was like, oh, it's like The Sims. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot like The Sims. Um, it, it, it is harder to make it dirty. So yeah. that's one of the main reasons I applaud uh this dom so wholeheartedly uh because you know i want to make shit dirty and it's a lot harder to defile this game than the sims where you know if you leave them alone too long they piss on the floor or like a normal thing um they do still piss on the floor right i haven't yeah. a lot. okay thank you yes um <laughs> like you can all the residents have a catchphrase and after a while they might be like i just want to switch up my catchphrase and like some of us who are less mature like to insert foul language here. Um, I try to keep it at least a little bit um, character appropriate 
Like, uh, I, I have a monkey named Flip, who, uh, he's a jock. Jock archetypes are common in this game. Um, so he's always talking about doing laps, and he, he, he's always, he's a jock. He's all about, let's do patrol jogs. You never see him running, though, of course. Um, but he asked me for a new, uh, new catchphrase, and I, I turned it into feel my pecs. <laughs> because I wanted to be at least a little on brand. The problem here is that the animals on your island talk to each other and they steal each other's catchphrases. So like there was a point where every single animal on my island was telling me to fill, fill my packs and I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that to me. So um, I know that for the future. I just taught my one uh, sheep resident Eunice to say Fergalicious. Um, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> um, and I spelled it right. I checked. Good. I hope that somebody um, anyway. in your, I hope one of your other animals replies with deaf. So you can just go Fergalicious deaf. Yes. Fergalicious oh, deaf. Well, I'm going to do that. That's great. That's great. I'm going to steal that. Um, anyway, enough about my animal crossing obsession. Um, That's good. Someone has excelled in making expert of Animal Crossing, and that deserves a round of applause. It really does. Brilliant, I have to say. I wish I had thought of that, to be honest. Right, right. I'd say it inspired me because, like, when I saw the article that I sent you guys, um, you know, it has a photo of a sad um, or very happy submissive behind bars. And I was like, we have jail bars in this game? <laughs> <laughs> And then, and like a week fun. later, I got the DIY for jail bars, and I immediately went to the photo booth where you can stage things and staged um, the cell block tango from Chicago with all my female residents, and it was pretty fucking fierce. Um, anyway. I, I wonder if I used to read a lot of like cyberpunk William Gibson type novels. And like, I wonder if those authors that were around then who were like, yeah, the internet's all like dark and sexy and there's going to be all this like hot underground shit. And then now it's like, so an animal crossing, I'm going to sell radishes so that I can go to this dom and then water their plants. And then that's what I get off on. Like if they are just like, wow, we were so right, but also so wrong. I don't know. Anyways. Turnips, but yes. Oh shit, did I say radishes? Yeah, I knew what you meant though. <sighs> they look similar, I get it. I mean, turnips are oversized Caucasian radishes. Um, I'm gonna have to think about I say that having never con con consumed either, so I can't be sure about flavor. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, a couple of friends of mine refer to that whole system as uh, root vegetable capitalism, which is, 100% accurate. Um, anyway, how about we move on to our next piece? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's try not to be clicky about this, but here we go. Well, like, you know, make noises. So I would like to point out while Lucky Lucas is doing this thing, um, this is a similar setup to how I live stream on a family friendly app, mind you. Um, and I'm a fidgeter. I'm always doing something with my hands. And I have something suctioned cup to the side of my desk Yay. that I always play with. <laughs> um, this is a dildo I got off of Wish. Oh. From Wish? 
Wow. Um, yeah, that I really, I only get sex toys from Wish to a like show weird dudes on the internet who pay me to that they exist, um, yeah. and B to have fidget toys because look at how satisfying of like a stress ball this is. <laughs> like, look at that. So like off to the side during this family friendly app, I'm just like, you know, I'm using it like a fucking joystick, like. <laughs> The only sex sex toys I like are actually dildos, so that's pretty funny. I have like, I have like other ones too, but they're in, they're at my mom's house in a closet and my siblings all found them during Thanksgiving one time and I was on the phone with them because they were trying to clean out my old room like so my grandmother could move into there and it was like hilarious. I could tell that's what they found because of the conversation going on in the background. And then the sister I was on the phone with was like, we're going to have to call you back. (laughs) But yeah, the only ones I keep now are the dildo ones. I have like a ton of them. Um, We had a repairman in here one time and I left one like on the toilet. And of course it was like my giant double-ended one. And he just, he was laughing so hard. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't even use it. It was just in there. (laughs) I was like, I I swear I'm I'm an angel sweet. Yeah, you copy of Playboy to read it for the articles. Yeah, exactly. I just like to look at it. It's pretty. <laughs> there are some out there that are a piece of art. That's um, true. In terms of fidgety sex toys, my favorite, I, I would have dug it out of my drawers if I didn't want to distract from the task at hand. But my favorite for fidgeting is the uh, Mino Limon. It's a little vibrant. So Minna makes these vibrators, or did I haven't I haven't seen anything from them in a while, but I'm not paying attention. But they um, found it. You work at Good Vibes. Do you know about the Minna products? Minna Ola, Limon. Uh, we don't carry those, at least in my location. We might in some of the California stores, though. Okay. They um, they're touch sensitive, so they they have like a squeezy pad mm-hmm. that makes it vibrate, and um, you can like record pulsation patterns and what have you um but so the limon is it's it's shaped like a lemon or a lime uh but with only like one little nubbin because they need a charging dock on the bottom but you just like squeeze it and it vibrates it's like the most expensive stress ball in the world and i love it um moving on (laughs) this is what headlines i had to click and hope for the best and i i don't think i was disappointed uh, especially because I discovered a part two earlier today. When Paltrow says Rob Lowe's wife taught how to perform oral fun stuff. I uh, always have questions about Gwyneth Paltrow's anything. So I'm always nervous. I'm like, click. <laughs> I, I, I watched two or three episodes of the Goob Lab, so you don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm watching, like, there's an interview with Betty Dodson, for, and I'm just like, Betty Dodson grabbed my ass before you knew who she was, Gwyneth Paltrow. Sit down. I, I, I will say, is. I will say, working, working in the sex toy industry, uh, we started having um, mostly, you know, suburban white women coming in asking for things from the Goop Lab episode. So I actually watched it. Um, And I was actually impressed by some of the ways that they dealt with women's shame when it comes to sexuality and pleasure. Um, I watched a bunch of episodes of the Goop Lab. And what I can say is the only episode that they did any justice was the pleasure episode. Um, So regardless of my like opinions on their products, um, I think that they really handled shame and pleasure for women and women, women bodied people very, very well. 
Uh, that being said, this is a really weird way to learn how to give oral sex. Because <laughs> I couldn't yeah. like Pablo getting oral sex. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, once upon a time, I could have. Um, but, uh, you know, that was before I really knew anything about Rob Lowe, except that he was young number two in Austin Powers, uh, the gold member when they went back in time. No, Spy Who Shagged Me. I know. He was that, and I was like, he's kind of hot. And then, like, I found about his problematic past, and I was like, mm, you know what? Never mind. I only know um, him from Parks and Rec. Anyway. Okay. Oh yeah. I uh I I was I know that he hosts some game show that I, he hosted for like several years before I actually like knew when I was like why. You know when you see people hosting shows and you don't know why they would be assigned to host that show like it canon with the mass singer. <laughs> um, uh anyway, I digress. Yeah, I've, uh, I've walked in on my parents having sex multiple regrettable times, unfortunately. So I feel like I have a very good ability based on like what I've witnessed there to imagine like anyone having sex. Because the most uncomfortable thing for me to witness having sex would be the people that had sex to make me, presumably. So uh, I feel like I could imagine it. Like That's very fair. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate to say that I have not had a similar experience to that. Ugh. Um, I hope one day I walked in on my parents. Uh, I feel like it was the sex that made my little brother too. Cause like I did the math and I'm like, Hey, wait a second. (laughs) This might be the sex that made my little brother. But yeah, I was like 10. I was like, no, wait, hold on. I was maybe like nine, eight or nine. And then I walked right in. I knew what it was. And I walked right out. I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever bother to tell him you were in the room where it happened? (laughs) <laughs> um no but now that now that we're talking about it now i think i'm comfortable telling my brother i might tell him later today <laughs> sounds great i let me know how that goes please um okay so enough about the goop lab um oh but i i do concur fonda with what you're saying that uh it was it was the most well handled. I feel like every other episode that I watched was still sort of presenting it with a ton of, isn't this weird? Um, Lots and, of judgment. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was a little tone deaf. I, um, I saw a YouTube video. I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if you have to redact this, but John Tron, he does uh, reviews of things. If you have to redact, I'll just say, I saw a YouTube of, <laughs> Uh, of, of a review of the Goop Lab show, and it just seemed bad. And it also seemed like she put her employees in danger a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Did anyone oh, else feel that? Just from the clips I saw, I didn't watch the show, but it looked like she put them in danger a lot. So she owed them that this pleasure episode. She really did. Oh. She just owed it to them. Oh. <laughs> so they could go use some toys and relax after she made them like dunk in Arctic. Uh, temperature water and all the other weird stuff she made. Oh, I didn't see that one, I don't think. It's like her version of a reward pizza party for your employees. Like, we have a sales motion, pizza party! But for her, it's like... Bless you, Dewey, bless you. you. Sorry, I almost killed you. Here's a vibrator. (laughs) It wasn't even the jade egg. Masturbation Um. party for everyone. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the article that I'm trying to get to, but this sidetrack has been the best sidetrack ever. Thank you, guys. Um, it starts off with friends like this, dot, dot, dot. 
Uh, oh, and this is on page6.com, in case you want to check my sources. During a recent sit-down with her old pal, Rob Lowe, Gwyneth Paltrow revealed that Lowe's wife, Cheryl Burkhoff, taught her the art of oral sex long before the makeup artist and the state endless fire actor tired the knot. The Oscar-winning actress, 47, dropped the bomb on Lowe's podcast, literally with Rob Lowe, didn't know there was a thing, don't think we needed it, sharing that she and Burkhoff met when she was only 15 or 16 years old. Burkhoff, an industry pro, was working as a makeup artist on one of Paltrow's mother, Blythe Danner's movies. By Paltrow's account, around 1980 or 1989. And the two became fast friends. I met Cheryl, and she was like immediately obsessed. I was like immediately obsessed with her, Paltrow told Low, 56, during their friendly catch. I don't know why the ages now are relevant, but apparently they are. First of all, she was dating Keanu Reeves, who was my celebrity crush. And she was so cool. She knew that I was sneaking cigarettes, and she would come smoke with me behind the trailer. Cool. And she taught me how to give a blowjob. And, you know, all the classic Cheryl stuff. Classic Cheryl. Cheryl. And it's teaching teenagers how to give blowies. That's normal. (laughs) Completely. And I just worshipped her. I thought she was the coolest chick of all time. Now, the uh, most disappointing aspect of this is that they don't even talk about what tips she taught her. So I don't know if the tips were good or not, but I'm willing to bet money that my blowjob classes are much more effective. Um, oh, this is fun. There's a uh, a typo in the caption under the uh, photos that uh, tags it was Roblo. <laughs> nice yes. editing page six. However, page six issued a follow-up several days later. Headline, Roblo's son reacts to his mom teaching Gwyneth Paltrow about oral sex. Oh no! Uh, wait to see how this goes. Uh, sounds pretty cute. Looks like he would definitely be Rob Lowe's son. Days after Gwyneth Paltrow revealed that Rob Lowe's wife Cheryl Burkhoff taught her how to perform oral sex, the couple's son John Owen Lowe is screaming TMI. John, twenty-five, took to Twitter to make light of the awkward. Noting that Revelation falls right in line with everything else plaguing the world this year. 2020 has been a wild ride, but this has settled it for me. I choose death by murder hornets. And I'm like, I don't blame you for that. Can I just say, if uh, hundreds of thousands of people dying of COVID uh, is less important to you than your mom being good at below jobs that's just can you that's just some repressed stuff going he you know what he he maybe was already depressed about something with his parents i don't know but that's crazy to me that's a very privileged way of looking at the year because if i found out my mom was great at blow jobs i'd be like hell yeah you know what i mean i'd be like go mom yeah um, I had to get it from somewhere yeah right <laughs> Come on. All right. That is absolutely the most valid point that could possibly come out of this. Um, But I also want to point out that nowhere in either of these articles does anyone say that the head was good. Like, really get your teeth into it. Just like, like a corn on the cob, just like, 
fucking strip. Sorry to people that have penises. Like, I'm sure that's not pleasant, but. Does anyone remember that, like, early YouTube video of Blowjob Girl? And she's like, I'm going to make it so dry for you. Oh, oh yeah. I remember, yeah. Dry as a desert. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that blew my mind. Like, I hadn't seen it before I saw Kimmy Schmidt, but, uh, that it made me respect her a lot more as an artist. Um, I definitely, when you said I was, I thought you were going to go the other, another direction with the grapefruit lady. Oh, ooh, I love that one. Did we all see the grapefruit lady? Yeah. Which, oh. I've heard it's painful. I've heard that's painful to do, the grapefruiting. Oh, yeah. No, the super yeah, is not a good idea on yeah. anyone's nether regions. But, um, so this woman... Uh, I forget, Angel something. She um, tries to advertise the use of a grapefruit as a blowjob uh, accessory. Uh, sort of like making a makeshift masturbation sleeve out of it. You, know, you cut the middle out and like it helps create like a deep throat. Sort what of about the seeds? The um, Added texture. I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I mean, Possible add texture, but I think also the part that you cut out would be including the seeds. But also, don't they come without seeds? Isn't science ahead of that game? Oh, yeah, they do have seedless ones. Um, Never mind. (laughs) Fine, go for it. (laughs) Um, Acid, it's acid. Why do you want acid on a dick? It's not going to be good for your stuff. But also, um, the, the, the primary element of the video that made it so popular was that um, there was a microphone on her lapel that picked up the sound of her <laughs> deep throating. So <laughs> I don't need to demonstrate it. Nogia did the perfect impression. So she's like got a grapefruit around a dildo and she's making that noise yeah. without a hint of self-awareness. And she calls um, it grapefruiting your man, which was my grapefruiting your man. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, tips that you should not follow. Um, but there are plenty of gadgets and gizmos aplenty at your local sex shop that can do something similar in a much more safe and healthy, uh, way. And you can... Like the O-Nut. Oh my God. I've been in love with the O-Nut company lately. Okay. So the way... I know that one, but I believe it. They're, they're fairly recent. Um, Okay. So they are a stack of sleeves. They are semi-porous. They're not fully silicone. Um, But they're a little stack of sleeves originally made so that people who can't do super deep penetrative sex have a bumper on a penis or a dildo. So there's a stopping point. But the person who's wearing it, if they have a biological penis, they aren't missing out on the pleasure of having that extra, like, coverage, shall we say. Um, and if you lube them up enough, you can use them as a little bit of a makeshift sleep. Onut has also been super, super um, proactive throughout like the Black Lives Matter movement of the last couple months in particular. Um, they're really, really great of inclusive language. And just given the nature of their products, they, of course, need to be really, really inclusive when it comes to disabilities. Um, and I love them. So check out Onut. I'm, awesome. I'm writing, I'm turning on my phone so I can write that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I was thinking of um, it, it, the, the helping hand or the helping head. Mm, the helping head, yeah. Helping head, the like, by good head. I always love all their products, but it's a, it's a, it's a helpful concept for a similar purpose. Um, I don't think Tenga ever jumped on a similar game. Otherwise, they would be my go-to. I love Tenga for masturbation sleeves. Uh, 
if you have a penis and you want to put it in something, Tenga is always a good idea. Um, Tenga did have that. questionable creation standards. Really? Um, so quick trigger warning um, for sexual assault. Uh, oh. Tenga was created because um, some folks in Japan were convinced that if they created a masturbatory aid, sexual assault numbers would go down. Um, and so the Tenga egg was created, and that's where the company of Tenga came from. I'm wow. actually surprised I didn't know that, but thank you for knowing things that I didn't. I learned something today. Yeah, um, and Tenga, they're, they're a great company otherwise. It came from a perfectly, like, well-intentioned place. That's just, you know, that's where it came from. Do we have any stats on whether that was effective? I do not have those stats offhand, um, because assault so rarely has anything to do with actual sexual pleasure i doubt it had anything to do with numbers that's kind of what i figured but i was wondering um uh but uh yeah don't use the grapefruit as a sex toy is the ultimate moral (laughs) um very most edible things are not great (laughs) sexual accessories um (laughs) I don't know, those dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets are pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just kind of like, I'm a petasaurus. All I have to say is, you would. I love That's dinosaur-shaped love chicken nuggets. I love you, Dewey. Thank you for existing. Thank you for <laughs> existing within my sphere. Does anyone remember that Cosmo tip? Um, first of all, does anyone remember Cosmo sex tips? As like, I do. They were bad. Is this the powdered bad. donut thing? The donut one. Yeah. Yes. The donut one is Wait. similar to the grapefruit one in that you yeah. have a thing that does this and you put it on a dick, right? The idea is you put it on this biological penis and then you like slurp the sugar off of the penis and then you nibble the donut off and you basically eat a donut off this person's penis. <laughs> That just adds steps to eating a donut and is not efficient, <laughs> and I don't approve. I mean, if you like it, that's great, but if I have a donut, I don't want extra I, barriers. I, I, I can't imagine that being hot. I was like 16, and this came up, and my first thought was, but then you have sugar on somebody's genitals. And then you insert it in yourself, and you get yeast infection. That's mm-hmm. how, I mean, that's going to be terrible. Man, I, so I actually like eating like when sex is involved, but like separately, like a sandwich next to the bed or like something that I'm eating next to the bed, but I don't like to get involved in what's going on, but I am, I'm, I don't know. I'm like a on the cusp splosher, like on the cusp, someone who, with the sex and the food. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm too OCD germaphobic uh, and I've had too many, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's crazy. I was gonna say I had too many yeast infections. We're all friends. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're all friends. Normalize so talking about yeast infections. <laughs> yes, we need yeah. to talk about it. Men can get them too, men. So when you yeah. see a drip, yeah. go to the doctor. All right. I, Someone I, who has I, one I, behind I their ear right now. Oh wow. Yeah. You have one behind your ear? From the I, don't, I do not have one behind my ear. Not that it would be bad for you, but I know someone that has a yeast infection behind their ear. <sighs> And they can't go to a doctor because we're in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of things are closed. Oh, Anyways, God. if they have access, this is this. If they have access to um, uh, any eczema lotion. It would it will help with that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, uh, 
there's also the, the one thing that's like design that I can think of that is designed for um, sexual use that is edible that should not actually be used sexually is um, there's a thing we sold at my old job called BJ Blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's literally pop rocks that you're expected to incorporate into your blowjob. I, I I can't say I've tried them as a recipient, um, but there's so much sugar that like, I don't th- even think you'd want to have a sex like the same day as using that. Yeah, no. Um, it's like, like, I mean, it's just doing the blowjob with the pop rocks. I'm sure it's fine, but like. Then inserting like, no. No. I'll say never. there's also that whole like if the person who is getting the blowjob has foreskin, um, there's a there's a little factor there. Yeah. Um, I hadn't even thought of that, and I'm a person who has foreskin, so uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I, I also decided a long time ago that I never wanted to try it, so that's just my angle. Um. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, no, I was like, I had a tangent. Should I share the tangent? Yes, I should. Why not? Um, So I occasionally teach uh, workshops of good vibrations when life is normal. And uh, the first time I taught at the um, Brookline location, uh, I was teaching a blowjob workshop, like you do. And um, within, like, five minutes of walking in the door, I've never been to the store before. I didn't know, like what was where I needed to get acclimated and this very presumably straight cis white man approaches me. He's like, are you Lucas? I'm like, my name's on the thing. Yes, that's me. Why are you cornering me? Five minutes I walked in the door. Um, Apparently he was trying to, he was working on this product with a friend of his to um, solve the problem of semen not tasting good um which i recognize you know diet is a big factor there um but uh this this is not the proper way to go about it socially or scientifically um they were working on a strip that the head giver would hold under their tongue (laughs) while giving head so that when the head receiver jizz, it would mix with the strip. It's like a Listerine strip and make the jizz not taste terrible. Um, or just like drink a glass of water, bro. Like, or whoever you are that has a penis. Eat <laughs> like, a fucking pineapple. Yeah. And you don't cold, have to but... swallow. I mean, you don't have to. I know everybody's, you know, team swallow. You don't even you have spit. to let it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. Like, the thing is, if you're expecting the person who is giving head to also have something underneath their tongue, then, like, you're just missing out on a lot of the pleasure anyway. Oh, that's true. It it was, I mean, it's one of those things that definitely came from, like, a cis straight white guy who wanted, like, like, you know, assuming that he could get all the things he wanted from a blowjob because he was entitled to it. Um, (laughs) And also, like... At the end of my workshop, I was doing Q and A, and I was trying to like avoid eye contact with him. He definitely raised his <laughs> hand. I was like, oh, "What?" And uh, he did like a little survey of everyone else in the room who was a cis woman, presumably, and uh, 
like asked if this was a, something there was a market for kind of thing. And apparently like several students were like, the workshop was great, but this guy was an ass yeah. um, <laughs> to the point where they asked him to leave shortly afterwards and not come back. And I was like, thanks. But because like, I'm not a employee there, I didn't want to act like I knew the protocol for handling such a situation. So I was just kind of like, <sighs> I mean, now I know and I would be like, no. But, um, you know, I, I just try to play, play all my cards right and stuff. Anyway, personal anecdote, anecdote over. No one cares about your shit, Chad. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also it was during the Q&A section. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't completely out of left field. It was just shitty. Yeah. Um, you know, I was making sure everyone else got their stuff answered before I even made eye contact with this jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the audacity. <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, as it's happening, you don't get the, f- you don't process the full picture of how shitty it is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two days later, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Why did I indulge that? <laughs> There's a fly in my room too, a fruit fly thing. You remember um, the, the pills they used to sell where you could, you ate yeah. one? It was like a mint. You ate one before you gave head and it was supposed to do the same thing. It was supposed to make everything taste better. And it was weird because they started marketing them to just like children and stuff for like, oh, it will uh, change the flavor of your ice cream or like it'll make vegetables taste good. And I was like, those are the blowjob like, pills. Like a, like a miracle berry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. But they had, but I feel like I heard about them for sex before I heard about them as a toy. So it was like, as like a children's toy. So it was very weird for me. Like, I've definitely <laughs> never heard of the way you're referring to it, but like, ew. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, it was bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, on the subject of the, the dude, it's like, it's another one of those things where, um, you know, the guy is asking the girl to, take an extra step for her own protection or comfort instead of him doing the bare work. You know, there's a little, there's these little pills that are literally just like crushed fruit, just like, so you can take a pill and it makes your just taste better. Hello. Uh, So now that we're a little uh, relieved of one need or another, uh, that's not meant to be dirty, but it is the dirty dish. So, let your mind run wild. So a little personal anecdote for you. So I think all of you at this point know that I am a child of the 90s. I mean, I was born in the 80s, but the 90s is how I grew up. And the 90s is in my blood. And I, I think Bowling for Soup should do a sequel to the song 1985 called 1995 and about me. Um, <laughs> just putting that out in the universe to manifest it. Um, and when I'm alone at my day job, I like to put on a lot of 90s playlists. The other day, I was listening to one called uh, 90s One-Hit Wonders. And, you know, it was a lot of the usuals. But there were a few that um, I actually had never heard. And that was a weird thing to happen. Um, so one comes on, and I'm like, this is unfamiliar. What's this? And uh, I, I look at it, and it's... um. I saw a guy named Jimmy Ray, who I remember seeing in Teen People and not knowing anything about. Uh, does anyone know about this dude? It sounds, his 
His name sounds familiar. I'm gonna look him up. I mean, he was—he was, yeah. Go for it. He was—he um, was like a British pop guy. I think he was one of the people who made it bigger across the pond. Um, but he only had one hit in the U.S. Yeah. and it was called "Are You Jimmy Ray?" Yep. Are you Johnny Ray? Are you Jimmy Ray? I, it's who wants just, to it, know? Yeah. <laughs> Are it's, you Sting Ray? <laughs> No. Are you paid, Ray? Yeah, um, yeah it's just like, I'm like your hit single, your first single should not be about people know, know, supposed to know who the fuck you are because uh, that's not how uh, stardom works. But um, that aside, I, I was like, okay, I've seen this guy in Teen People once, like 20 something years ago. What is this shit? So I looked at his album and I immediately knew I needed to take a listen because uh, there was a song called Sex for Beginners. And that... Do we... What? Do we say Just... <laughs> Sounds like the least sexy. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> I'm imagining it in steps like Dick in a Box. Step one... <laughs> I'm imagining it as like a yellow, like four dummies book that a lot of different has been just like passed around from like person to person to person within my eighth grade high school or not eighth grade middle school class. And it's just like covered in weird things. Anyway, I'm sorry, Lucas, please continue. Tell us about this song. I will once, uh, I hope, I hope it's just it. like the song that made him famous for like a split second. It's like to the theme of Are You Jimmy Ray? It's just like, is this where you put the dick? Who wants to know? <laughs> is this where you put the dick? Who wants to know? <laughs> no, yeah, I like your version better, honestly. <laughs> So fifties. I was not expecting that. Uh, first of all, he's giving no instructions. I don't understand. No. <laughs> it's like the Gwyneth Paltrow article. You don't learn anything from it, so you can't really be sure if it's effective or not. It's true. And he's definitely uh, not being responsible emotionally for his partner. And he's like, don't you lean on me. It's like, you're clearly initiating some kind of action. You should be emotionally supportive of your partner. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. Also, I can't think of a sexual maneuver that doesn't involve somebody leaning on somebody else. And I can think of, I mean, I can only think of a lot that do. <laughs> That's for sure. Are we all trying to think of positions that don't involve leaning now? Yeah, I was like, hmm. I suppose if yep, we had someone like, 
like tied up in like suspension. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Then, suspension. That's not beginner level though. That's not beginner level, and also that puts the person yeah. who suspended them in the uh, being leaned on category. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Like figuratively, but I'm also speaking <laughs> literally. There are very few scenarios in sex that I can think of that somebody is not leading on somebody else. Huh. Uh, I, for me, it just sort of felt like the, um, and this might be a stretch, but it kind of just made me think of like the, uh, the, the much, much wider counterpart to Mambo number five. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Which, it, this is really embarrassing, but I was just thinking about this way too recently, how like the second verse of Mambo number five is dance instruction, and I've never seen anyone do the dance. Is the dance part? Yeah, the second verse is like, jump up and down, oh. and move it all around, shake your head to the south, put your hands on the ground. I've never seen one, anyone do the dance. I think for the Grammys, when that show was, or when that song was popular, the background dancers... Or really? I don't think they made it to the Grammys. I think it was like the MTV Music Awards. I was about to say, I've never seen Lou Vega perform live on anything. I, I um, have. I do remember seeing him perform live. I mean, he is like still trying to do things. Like I saw like a tweet from him the other day. It says, once quarantine's over, I'll release Mambo number six. And I was like, I never want quarantine to end. <laughs> Some I saw brilliant some brilliant human in the comments just wrote a little bit of Monica still outside, a little bit of Erica on my Skype. And I'm like, give that guy the Grammy. <laughs> um, anyway, I bring this up because I would love to talk about the best and worst sex songs that you guys can think of. Oh. Um, oh, okay. Okay. There's a lot of like positive nods and, uh, I am really, really excited. Do uh, do I, I suppose I, any of you have the, the means to play said songs set oh, lined up? You won't want me to play mine once you hear what it is. You won't want me to play it. Guarantee. Okay. <laughs> I can make means to play mine, but I think that everybody knows them anyway. I feel like for the sake of the podcast, it would be good to get the, the whole um, immersive experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just want to remind you that you asked for this. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like we should start with Noye because she looks ready. <laughs> Unless one of you else, others. Are... Oh, please. Oh, no, by all means. You, uh, you're not. Let's start with you're... the worst song and then we'll move on to the best song. Okay. All right. So mine are actually, uh, okay. I'll just tell you the worst song first. Yeah. And actually I submitted this to the Huffington Post for like an article. I wrote like a little blurb for them and it got in there and they're like, yes, absolutely. You are correct. Um, Okay. So here you go. You, again, you asked for this. Let me make sure that it's not an ad before it comes on. Because that's how YouTube rolls. Let's see. Oh, there's no ad. But it's still, hold on, it's still a little shaky. Let's go back. I'm like riveted. I'm like, how much am I going to hate myself? You are, yeah, you, you're going to be so mad at me in a second. I'm um, probably going to love it, honestly, <laughs> just knowing who I am as a person. <laughs> you're going to be livid. Let me make sure my internet's on. Oh, it's not. Hold on one second. Connecting, connecting, connected. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, and here we go. Can you hear it? 
<laughs> Do we do you already know what it is? I have no idea, but I love it. <laughs> Take it back, I hate it. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. I thought we were talking about songs for getting it on. No, yeah. that's the worst song for getting on. And that happened to me one time. I was at a friend's house. And it was when um, Baby Shark was very popular, and I was there with my husband. And that was we we had started before we knew anybody was awake or whatever. And then that song started playing underneath us in the kids' room. And there you go. And we we're like, ah, I guess you got to continue. But oddly enough, it's also my favorite. It's my my best song for sex because the rhythm's pretty good. Oh yeah, it's like do, do, I, do, can, do, do, do. I cannot. Oh, it's that. <laughs> Um, I, I, I had a similar experience long, long time ago. Uh, my boyfriend and I were lying in the car and watching um, Ending Nemo because it's one of my faves. And, um, oh, we froze. Yes. But the audio is still good, so that's good. Okay. Um, oh, I, oh it, because when my computer shut down, it I have three good songs and one bad song whenever we are ready. I'm just saying. My bad song is on the same level, sort of, as Nonia's, because, like, I misinterpreted this as, like, what song would you not want to have sex to? Not, like, okay. what song about doing it is horrible. Okay, are we back? Yeah, I misinterpreted fine? it. I didn't realize okay. that I did. All right, you're back. There you go. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an interesting take, and I respect that. Um, and as I was saying, I had a, a similar encounter um, not encounter, but uh, many, many years ago, it was like the summer between high school and college, I was uh, watching Finding Nemo with my boyfriend because it's one of my faves and I'm a perpetual child in some ways. Um, and you, towards the end of the movie, we get distracted and we start doing it. And we do it throughout like the end of the movie and through the credits. And then it goes back to the main DVD screen. And we're going at it and suddenly you hear Tori go, just keep watching, just keep watching. Just Yeah. I, I'm not a firm believer in something that can ruin the moment, but the moment was over. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Dewey, do you have your worst song lined up? I do. And just in case it wasn't included earlier, I just want to specify that I also went the route of what song would you least want to listen to while you're having sex. I did not interpret it. Uh, but I, in my head, I have now thought of a way to make this song about sex, which I will go into great detail after I play it. So my song is The Christmas Shoes by New Song. If you're not familiar with this, it's about a little boy buying shoes for his mom who's dying, so she's pretty for Jesus on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and I'll play a little, 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 little segment of it. I don't know if this is going to actually play. So that's from the perspective of the guy who ends up buying the shoes for this little boy to give to his dying mother. 
So I was thinking, and sort of sort of relates to our Animal Crossing. <laughs> Lucas, are you okay, honey? Keep going. <laughs> Don't worry about me. So I was thinking, in the, the the horrible way that I do, that like in the kink community, there are mommies and daddies, and then there are littles. And so, what if you were to combine uh, age play with findom, essentially? So where your mommy is also your findom. And so what if this song is actually Fun. a really wholesome way to explain that this stranger was helping out someone a little whose mommy was fin-doming them into getting them some shoes on Christmas and the consequence of not getting the shoes was something really bad. So this little interpreted it as death because they're so embodied in the mindset of being a little that they sort of break things down into those more, not simplified categories, but like... I. Anyways, that is. I enjoy, I enjoy the academia. I do like that. That's good. Thank I, you for I, that. <laughs> I can't argue with any of that. It's just a lot. It is a lot. It is a huge stretch. It is like a 17 way stretch fabric, just like not remotely possible. But I wanted to make, I, wanted, I want people to think I do funnies. Thank you. I am so sweaty. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to need like five drinks after this recording, well, just hearing yeah. that, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, thank you for your uh, librarian expertise on such matters. Um, I, I love that we are on the same page, so thank you for that. High five. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned something about how to assign this assignment in the future, and also I hope to do this like every episode, so... Um, that just means we won't run out of the bad ones so fast. <laughs> Fonda, do you have one to contribute to the group? Yes, uh, of course. I had a far easier time finding songs about sex that I liked. But then, oh, but then I was reminded of this garbage. I know this, but why? Oh. No. Because nothing says I want to bone you like banjos. What is, what is this song? I actually don't know. Uh, it's it's familiar. The Big and Rich Classic, Save a Horse, oh, Ride a oh, Cowboy. Oh, 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 yeah, I agree. Wait, does, I agree. does the dump to the dump thing happen at the beginning of it all the time? Yep. I've never noticed that. Like for a second, I thought we were watching like Bad Horse from the um, yeah. thing along blog. Was it Doctor Horrible? Yes. Oh yeah, Doctor Horrible. the bad horse, bad horse. You know. Yeah, but yeah. So it would have like, been an appropriate choice as well. <laughs> accurate, but yeah, I was like. I was like, what songs do I know about sex that I like? And I came up with like an entire list of songs about sex that I like and had a really hard time finding songs that I don't like until I Googled it. And this was one of the first three that came up and I was like, fuck this song. <laughs> That's a terrible song. I agree. I've never um, liked that. I will die on this hill. <laughs> I mean, it definitely has not been one to make me horny personally. Um, just, uh, you know, country country moms in a bar. Yeah. And I mean, you know, immediately after uh, Redneck Woman. Oh, God. Oh my with God. their wine coolers. 
Oh, uh, not- right before Carrie Underwood, before he cheats. Obviously. Oh, that Obviously. one actually makes you hornier than whatever the ride a cowgirl thing. Because like thinking about smashing things up makes me hornier. I don't know. When, when I'm like, I dug my key into yeah. the spot, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah. I don't have that same physical <laughs> response, but I understand. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, all right, so let's move on to the ones that we do like. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Oh, do we have to do that? <laughs> I have said my bumps in the rumps or well. pump, <laughs> pumps and bumps in the pumps. That's my pumps in the dumps and the rumps. Yeah. Or whatever. Since I was eight years old, it's been my favorite, which that's troubling. I should maybe talk about that in counseling. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I, to find I, mine in my I had my, my internet off, so my, my phone's like taking a long time to get to the thing. It's all good. Um, I have three. If y'all want to continue searching while I pop through a couple of these bad Larrys. Yes. Uh, I say yes. I don't know. Lucas, what do you think? Uh, actually, Fonda, you go ahead. We'll do like, um, what, what do you call it? Round, reverse round robin or whatever. We'll counterclockwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Thank you, Dewey. Okay. So, um, first things first, I think this one's obvious. Yes. I think Pony by Genuine is like a top choice for most people. Like, listen to this shit. Just like, what? Yeah, I, I generate just. Undulating. Yeah. Woo, yeah. <laughs> really hard to not start when this song comes on. It goes well with the the bad song too. Like it's a nice reflection because they're both semi. The good and bad side of <laughs> of horse porn. Horse porn. Yes. For <laughs> you know, vanilla sex for pony play, whatever you want. So the next one I have queued up is. Queen Beyonce partition. Let me hear you say, mm. hey, it's say really hard. Hey, when the beat drops, oh, yeah. it's like. Oh, yeah. You know, the song just gets dirtier and dirtier as you go on. She's like, I'm giving Jay Z a blowjob in the back of the limo when he comes on my dress, and I just don't know what else to do. <laughs> Those are the actual lyrics. I'm not making that up. That's not. So we got that idea. So Partition's amazing. Fantastic song. It's also five and a half minutes long. So 10 out of 10. I mean, it's kind of two songs in one, isn't it? Because it's like Beyonce and Partition. Beyonce. Well, so let's go halfway through to the next part of the song. So, my last hot take. This is my number one getting it on song ever. No, I like the way you work it. Okay. <laughs> Tell me this doesn't want to make it doesn't make you want to fuck. In sixth grade dances, yes, this did make me want to fuck. It really did. I was grinding on everybody in sixth grade dances at the at the rec center at the church <laughs> to no diggity. 
No doubt, I was. I'm not gonna lie. Um, can I actually go next because mine might be a little bit, a little bit of a curveball and not necessarily the best note to end on. <laughs> but uh, I think it ne- I think the world needs to hear. So this is by an artist who was on the first season of American Idol, named Jim Vararos. He was uh, a very adorable gay boy, and now he has a very adorable gay man making brides bridal dresses in Chicago. Um, he was sort of like a, like a pre-Adam Lambert before the world was ready for Adam Lambert. Like he wasn't so punky, but he was like gay and sexual. And pretty much all of his songs are about fucking, um, whether it's obvious or not. But uh, I'm going to go with this one called So Deep, because, huh. Oh, yeah, I feel that. That beat. Very nine inch nails. Yeah. Right? I hadn't thought about that, but that's a perfect description. Yep. Front Closer, but a little less obviously raunchy. Just a little. Yeah. A little bit more poppy. Okay, he was actually trying to rip off Closer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it, but I think you're absolutely right. Sorry, Jim. I know you're not going to see this, but you can tag him. All right. If you tag him, he might see it. Hey, I I said I comment. I sent him a tweet one time, and he wrote back, "Love you." So you never know. I mean, he's married, and nothing is ever going to happen. But um. But basically, you're dating now, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Open marriage. It works. Um. Yeah. I was, I was like, this sounds like an anecdote from something else I talked about the other day. I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't talk about that in public. Um. <laughs> but also, it does remind me of the time I matched with a guinea pig on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that when you. Like, yeah, he was like. Media. Yeah, he was like, "Can I have some lettuce?" <laughs> We had we had a great flirtation and nothing ever happened from it. But um, I digress. Um, who wants to go next? Okay, I'll go. So mine, uh, I got introduced to it through um, the Slaughterhouse Society doing a number to um, uh, as a lesbian spider cult uh, because I had not seen Romeo plus sign Juliet prior to that because I was not a cool kid whose parents would let them go see cool movies. So anyways, it's number one crush by garbage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like <laughs> it starts with a sexy one. Very sexy. It's just like nice like, hip grinding rhythm. And it's just about how like, I would be really very chubby. I would 
die for you I've been dying just to feel you by my side we saw them when they came to Boston and they were performing with Blondie. It was sick. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really I wanted to see them in House of Blues like, twice, but never made it. Like a week in high school, I like them. <laughs> I, liked I, was, I was like a huge hip hop head. So like every once in a while, there'd be like a rock band that I was like, okay, I like you for like a month. <laughs> I mean, but. I definitely got into garbage because of a boy I liked, but it still sticks. Like, it was genuine. The, the love for garbage was genuine. The crush passed. But, um, um, I like to, my cat's name is Goober and I call him Goobs. So I like to change the lyrics to be like, I would die for Goobs. <laughs> but like, not in a sexual way, but just in like, a, you're a perfect cat baby and I want to take care of you forever. And I would give up my life so that you could live because you're so much cuter and better than me. And also you have cute whiskers and mine are just kind of like very Baba Yaga-y. Like yours are way nicer. Anyways. Aww. It's yeah, so that's cute. <laughs> now I gotta see the cat. I guess you gotta see the cat. They're both, both of my cats are so miserably hot right now that they're just like limp little cat puddles. So he, if I go up and try to pick them up, he'll just be like, do not touch me with your yeah. horrible human heat. But uh, there's many, follow me on Instagram at Dewey, D-E-W-I-E underscore decimator. Cause there's lots of cat pictures. All right, I'm doing so, it right now. Watch me find out we already follow each other though. Because it doesn't show you everybody that you know. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, it yeah, just, like, shows yeah. the same five people over and over again. Yeah. You, you want to see. And then you refresh it, and it shows you five other accounts that are all related to each other that you follow for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just followed me, you. Like, we weren't following yay. each other. If you go to, like, if I go to, like, my, my, you know, explore page or whatever, uh, <laughs> or search or whatever, it's always, like, white dudes with abs. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Oh, wait, yeah, what? I see yours. I see yours a lot. Yeah, it's like well, if, like you know, like the explore page where you um, or what is it? it's not explore? It's um, because that's Twitter. I'm getting my platforms mixed up. It's the cool. uh, the, the find glass. glass. Yeah, the finds. Yeah, it's always almost always like white dudes with abs. Mine is always like I, black people stuff and like fashion, and I it, I never like fashion posts. So I don't understand what that is. But then I usually when I refresh, it's just all golden retriever puppies. So like, I minus sex workers and raccoons slash possums. I get a lot of possums, a lot of hairless cats, uh, and a lot of like cute food making videos. Like we're gonna make these buns that look like pigs that are riding a motorcycle to their grandmother's funeral type shit. I don't know. Yep. Mine used to be more animals. I'm looking now. It used to be like a lot of fish, lizards, and dogs, but now it's like just black people stuff, which I'm fine with, obviously. But <laughs> and it used to be a lot of food stuff, but not really anymore. Oh no, here's some food stuff. Mine's mostly like dogs and donkeys at this point. Mm-hmm. I really like donkeys. Mm. Um. Anyway, okay. Noia, what's your last song choice? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So I've already I've plugged like eight songs already since we <laughs> since we started this. But uh, mine is uh, Missy Elliott, Bleep Me 911. I noticed everybody else went fast. You, y- y'all are having some fast sex, which awesome. Good for you. I'm lazy. So mine is very <laughs> slow. Let me uh, play it. For- oh, hold on. So in doing it oh, fast can be exhausting. Yeah, right? I like, the, I like the slow. And you can make slow songs. Like you can, you can change it so you're doing it on the 16th beat or whatever if you want to, if it's a slower one. This so is me- the remix. 
Leak Me 911. Are you guys familiar with this song by Missy Elliott? I don't think I am. Every once in a while, the people like the camera will disappear, so it's just the uh, the the bathing suit bottom in the background, which is kind oh, of yeah. fun. <laughs> the magic of Axel Green's King. All right. It's about to be at the hub. Yeah, it's not nearly as slow as I thought it was going, going to be. That, that's, a, that's a fuckable beat. Yeah, that's like a very sexy, like, in, it was the first time you really heard, like, uh, Missy Elliott sing on a radio song, too, because that one got on the radio. That was like a popular one. So was that before All In My Grill? Um, yes, it was before. Because that's the first one that I recall hearing her sing on, which I love. Not a fuckable song, really, but it, yeah. All, All My Grill was, I think, two albums after this one, if I remember. It was on uh, The Real World. Yeah, yeah. I I know that, but like I said, Child of the 90s. Yeah. I, this, this one was like, I don't know, I was obsessed with Missy Elliott, Busta Rhymes, Aaliyah, and Usher. Mm. The time that this came out. I think it was like an eighth grade uh and i used to draw them all over my binders and stuff yeah i so mean it was so obvious i was bisexual before i even knew like what like missy ellen and Aaliyah, and then buster rhymes and usher it's like come on anyway <laughs> i love thinking about that now i'm like wow i didn't even know you never know you know anyway but yeah that's my my sex song along with uh bumps in the rumps and Baby Shark. <laughs> what a playlist. <laughs> well, this has been even more of a blast than I anticipated. I, um, I think we have rambled for other people's ears and faces, or ears and eyes. Yeah, that's how the, how the, how the senses work. Um, enough for one session, but... Thank you guys so much for joining me on this bizarre, scandalous-ish expedition. Before we call it a night, I would love for you all to plug your shit one more time for the people watching at home. Um, Fonda, you start. Um, cool. My name's Fonda Feeling on literally every, pla- every platform you could think of. Um, if you're looking to get some porn from me, uh, you can find me at onlyfans.com slash Fonda F. Um, full, full library, lots of stuff happening there, and it would be great to have you. Um, if you're looking for more family-friendly content, I'm on Vigo, and that's where I spend my, like, full-time life on. Um, also, I have a dog, and he has an Instagram. His name's Beaker the Wonder Pup. Thank you. <laughs> Dewey? Uh, uh, I, I have an Instagram account. It's Dewey, D-E-W-I-E underscore decimator. Uh, I post a lot of pictures of all my cats, my husband looking beautiful and angelic or really stupid, and uh, the books that I'm currently reading. 
And that's all I have. But you should all go out and get your public library card. It's free. Oh, and okay. since you can't go out uh, to do things, you have ways to access library resources from home using a variety of publicly funded resources that you deserve access to. So if I can check that shit out. Hoopla is uh, the one that I use. Hoopla is so... Uh, listen, I am like a one trick pony because i'm like hi my name's dewey so let's talk about how the fucking library is going to change your fucking life for the better <laughs> i'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't get a library card. so anyways i'm really fun and that's all i have <laughs> no yeah okay so i uh whipped out my library card because i need you to see see Fuck it yeah. a wild thing yes. in brooklyn that's my Brooklyn Library card, and it gets you into museums and everything. So, at, um, New York is, you know, on like phase four or whatever, but that that still means that libraries and museums are closed because there's just too many of us for it mm -hmm. to really ever be safe to open those this year. They're talking about like, okay, I'm getting into like science. <laughs> quarter four next year. They might open everything back up, but yeah. right now, we're but anyway. You can still use your library card to go on like virtual tours and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so so my about me became Dewey's about Dewey. So <laughs> let me let me go back. <laughs> let me go back. All right, uh, Nui Brown West. That's me. And um, I already told you about NuiComedy.com. N-O-N-Y-E Comedy.com. And then I'm Noni Fizzle on Instagram. N-O-N-E-E-F-I-Z-Z-L-E. And then I'm at that Noe on Twitter. And I'm way more. I don't know. I'm not really active on any of them right now. <laughs> I was gonna lie and say that I'm more active on Twitter, but I'm just taking it. I'm like taking a rest. I'll like do one tweet a week. <laughs> self-care, do it. Yeah, it's self-care, right? And uh, again, I'm gonna be animating my fairy tales with no gays soon. I also wrote um, a script called Gaby Jesus and I'm gonna try and animate that soon too. And that's like a 10 minute web series cartoon about if uh, Joseph and God were the couple and, uh, you know, Mary was the beard and it's great. I, I, I made it, so I have to say it's great, but I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm no, no yay Brown West, no yay comedy.com. I sound like a snake oil salesman and back to you, Lucas. <laughs> oh, and I have been your host, Lucas Brooks. Uh, if you want to stalk me on the internet, you can do that at intellectualhomosexual.com, on Instagram at intellectualhomosexual, on Twitter at intellecthomo because the former is too long. Um, and if you search one of those names in most social media things, I'm probably going to come up somewhere and probably not even remember having it. Um, but this has been episode one of The Dirty Dish. Thank you all so much for joining me. Uh, it's been a hell of an adventure, and I look forward to continuing down this uh, dirty little road. You've all been champions. What wonderful to see your faces on my screen. Be well, all of you. Thanks for Bye. having us. Bye.